You're listening to a Soulfire Productions podcast. Welcome to Wellness Realness, where we get very real about all things health and wellness, physical, mental, financial, and spiritual. I'm your host, Christina Rice, a nutritional therapy practitioner and energy healer turned holistic business coach for ambitious entrepreneurs. And I'm here to help you up-level every aspect of your life. Remember my disclaimer, the information in this podcast is general health and nutrition advice and not a replacement for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You can find an endless amount of content from me and join my online membership at christinaricewellness.com. And if you want exclusive behind-the-scenes content and my most unfiltered self, DM a screenshot of your iTunes rating and review to Wellness Realness Crew on Instagram and request to follow my super secret account. You can also join the Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe Facebook group to hang out with other listeners in the crew. Get ready for some wellness realness. If you are interested in all things manifestation, increasing your frequency, living in alignment, and tapping into your intuition, then you are going to love today's show with Shauna Lee. Shauna is an intuitive healer and celebrity manifestation coach. She's the number one best-selling author of The Soul Frequency, Your Healthy, Awakened, and Authentic Life, and the host of the Soul Frequency Show podcast, which is all about raising your energy frequency and creating a life all about truth and alignment. She is a speaker, businesswoman, and consultant to executives of Fortune 500 companies, celebrities, influencers, and fashion industry experts. And I have been working with Shauna for a couple months now. She has been helping me unblock some really deep-rooted trauma, release a lot of deep emotion, heal on an energetic level, and really help open things up. Things have just come into alignment more and more since I started working with her. I've noticed huge changes in so many of the relationships in my life. And I really feel like we connected for a reason because now she is like one of the most important people in my life. And I'm so grateful for her. And we recorded this a while back. And it was so interesting to me to learn more about her story. And I know a lot of you will relate to her story and just healing on an energetic level. And I think all of us want to increase our frequency. That's how everything opens up. And this is what she's an expert in. So I'm really excited for you to hear today's show. You can find more from Shauna on Instagram at The Soul Frequency. And make sure you head to her website, thesoulfrequency.com. That's also where you can check out her book. I also wanted to remind you about this month's giveaway with Blue Blocks. One winner will win a pair of blue light blocking glasses from Blue Blocks. They are my favorite company that sells blue light blocking glasses. They are 100% backed by the science. And one lucky winner will win a pair of summer glow lenses or the Sleep Plus red lenses, whichever you choose. And it's pretty simple to enter. You just have to be following Wellness Realness Podcast on Instagram me on Instagram, Christina Rice Wellness, and Blue Blocks on Instagram. Their handle is Blue Blocks Official, and that's spelled B-L-U-B-L-O-X. And then there are two ways to enter. First of all, you can screenshot your rating and review on iTunes and email it in to podcast at christinaricewellness.com. And or for multiple entries, or if you only want one entry, share the podcast on social media, take a screenshot of 
this episode and tag me, Christina Rice Wellness, tag Wellness Wellness Podcast, and tag Blue Blocks Official. Let us know you are enjoying the show and just send over a screenshot of that share with our tags to podcast at ChristinaRiceWellness.com. And I will announce the winner early June once I get all of the entries tallied up from May. So I wish you the best of luck because blue blockers from blue blocks have totally changed my life, my sleep, my hormones, my happiness, and they have definitely helped me get rid of the headache that I get if I'm on my computer all day. So you definitely want these. All right. I think it's time to hop into this episode. So please enjoy this chat with Shauna Lee. I'm curious if I am the only one, but my Ned bottle has been getting low quite quickly (laughs) in the last few months. Just me? I was just thinking about how I've been using Ned for a few years now, literally since its conception. This is the only CBD product I will use because it's not just CBD, it is full spectrum hemp and it is the highest quality full spectrum hemp out there. And when you're looking for a CBD, you really want to make sure you are getting a full spectrum hemp oil because the true power of hemp, all the healing properties come from the entourage effect of the cannabidiol alongside all of the other phytocannabinoids that complement that CBD. So Ned full spectrum hemp oil also contains the other compounds like CBG, CBC, CBDA, CBGA, and those lovely smelling hemp terpenes. The only other ingredient in Ned is non-GMO MCT oil, which I love because most other products out there on the market have flavorings and fillers and inflammatory oils. Ned goes above and beyond with their production of the full spectrum hemp oil. They only extract from hemp flowers, also known as the buds, versus other products that usually extract from the stalks and seeds of the hemp plant. And they also only use a really gentle, slow ethanol-based extraction method done at room temperature. So there's no high heat or high pressure used. That's why you actually notice a difference with Ned Full Spectrum Hemp Oil, and you probably haven't with other hemp oils, or it might not be as powerful as you were hoping it would have been. That's why quality is so important. And Ned goes the extra mile by energetically infusing all of their products with the words love and gratitude. This is based on the findings that you can read about in the book, The Hidden Messages in Water, that talk about how words like love and gratitude can actually change the molecular structure of water, or in this case, hemp oil. And their products are attuned to the frequencies of 3.5 hertz and 7.83 hertz, which helps to promote balance and grounding. And these binaural beats are associated with remedying depression and anxiety while promoting DNA repair. This product is incredible for helping with sleep, helping with any insomnia, decreasing anxiety, depression, any type of inflammation, body pain, joint pain, inflammatory response. And I think a lot of us can use extra stress relief right now and a really strong anti-inflammatory. And for all my ladies out there, if you haven't yet checked out their natural cycle collection, please, please do. This has been incredible for helping to balance out my hormones naturally. I recommend this to so many of my clients, my family, my friends, and for me, regulating my period and making it a breeze and super predictable and trackable. This has been a game changer because I used to struggle with 
the most painful periods. I never knew when they were coming and now everything is on track. And I love that this is just a super natural way to balance out your hormones. So if you want to try out any products from Ned, like their full spectrum hemp oil, their natural cycle collection, their hemp infused body butter, or their hemp infused lip balms, all are amazing. Hop on over to helloned.com and use my code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S for 15% off. Again, that's helloned.com and use my code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S for 15% off. And when you get your bottle in the mail, make sure you tag me so I can see it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I've been so excited to chat with you and dive into all things manifestation, intuition. But for people who aren't familiar with you, can you just share a little bit about yourself, what you do? Yeah, so I really help people upgrade um, their frequency. If anybody's new to that term, it's just kind of shifting the way we feel in our life. And when we do this, we're gonna naturally start to manifest different things. And so like for a lot of people that have been on a health journey, maybe with food and their physical health, this is like, For a lot of people, a natural next step to say, gosh, I'm feeling better in my body. I'm eating better. I'm getting healthier. Like, what's that next level? And I think a couple of things occur to people is one, maybe looking at some of their emotions or some of the ways that they think, maybe their mindset, and certainly some of the more spiritual and energetic aspects. And so my work really blends a lot of kind of this emotional plane, which is the plane of energy and the part of our beingness that we actually manifest from. And not many people realize that. And we also look at how we can move the energy that we are um, into kind of different, different possibilities, right? When we talk about infinite possibility, we can literally change our beingness, our energy, which is at the core what we are, um, to allow and invite in Um, in a very natural way, new manifestations into our life. So whether it's new people, whether it's new jobs, whether it's something in our physicality we want to change, it's really, I think, a technology that we have access to that we didn't, most of us didn't have access to, you know, let's say 10 years ago. So it's a pretty exciting time to be alive. Yes, I'm so on board with that. And I definitely want to dive into all things manifestation and elevating your frequency. But before we get into all of that, I want to learn more about how you got into this work. Like, tell me more about your story. Yeah, my story went through kind of the lens of looking at what I eat and my physicality. I, for much of my young life, just really struggled with food. I was one of those people who you know, was very young when I first started struggling with food. And it just was really something like body image, how I felt in my body. I just think I never really felt comfortable in my body. It's the weirdest sensation. Like I just felt like in some respects, I didn't belong in my body. And, um, and so I had a lot of, you know, probably shame and guilt and all kinds of stuff that we go through, especially as young women um, growing up in the culture. And I got to a certain point in my life where I really wanted to handle that for myself. I felt like, you know, I don't want to live the rest of my life struggling with food. And so I kind of just dove into really trying to understand like what's healthy. I mean, certainly, you know, our parents do the best they can, but they don't always know, you know, and they don't always teach us from a young age, you know, how to fuel our body. And so I got very fascinated with that. And at the same time, there was this other aspect opening up and I was like terrified of it, right? Like I was just like, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with that. 
I'm not, I'm not going to look over there. And so it felt really safe for me to focus on the physicality. And certainly, you know, we can see that in the mirror. It seems like the easiest top of the iceberg type of conversation to have. And so I started to live a healthier life and people started asking me just naturally, like, how are you doing this? And so I started just helping people on the side. And the fascinating part is that I had an entirely different career. I actually had built a very big career in the real estate industry. So I was starting to feel like I was living two different lives. Like I was really interested in my physical health. Um, I was really interested in helping people. It felt very natural for me to want to assist people as they would come and ask what I was doing and how I was doing it. And yet I had built this whole other life and business. And so there was this chasm between like where I was going and where I had been. And it was a little bit of an identity crisis. And at a certain point, it became um, clear that I needed to help people with healing. And I remember thinking to myself like, I certainly know a lot about food. I certainly know a lot about health. And there's this other thing going on for me that I'm scared of. And so I can start with the food. I can start with the health. I can start there. And I knew at that time in my life, I just needed to start. And I knew that other things were going to expand from there. And so I began a practice, an in-person practice in Southern California, helping people with holistic health. And it grew um, pretty quickly. And I remember, I think I was about 65 clients in, like one-on-one clients that I was working with, you know, on a consistent basis. And one day I left there and I said, this has nothing to do with food. I realized that, you know, all of the behaviors around food have nothing to do with food. And it kind of stopped me in my tracks and it made me say, well, why is it that we do what we do? And that's when this other part that had always been on the side kind of talking to me, you know, this like very spiritual, like energetic situation that was kind of like rebirthing itself in me. Um, started to kind of say, yes, finally, you're asking the right questions. And so I started in my holistic, you know, healing practice, starting to let this other aspect of me have a voice. And the transformation was extraordinary, not only in my own life, but in the lives of my clients. And the more I allowed this part of me that I was afraid of to have a voice, um, the more I was able to help people. And so sometimes I think it's hard to get out of our own way ourselves. But when we see that it's really helping other people, it makes it less scary and easier. And so as things evolved, there was a point in time where I didn't feel like it was in alignment to even talk about food or the body at all anymore, that this other thing had become much bigger, which was how I was shifting people's energetic frequency um, very quickly and what that was creating in their life. So what was starting to step into their world when we changed the energy. And so everything from there forward became having a conversation that, you know, frankly, at the time, a lot of people were saying, this is not a conversation that most people are going to understand. This is not, you know, you can't, I mean, <laughs> I had a very famous business coach tell me, you cannot name your brand the soul frequency because nobody knows what that is. And I actually got it as a download. So it was gifted to me. I feel like it's something that came through me. And I really had to sit with that and say, like, am I going to listen to my intuition here, this aspect of myself that was growing so big and so strong, or am I going to be afraid of that? And so much of my journey and my business and helping other people has also been 
me as the individual stepping in right to that part of myself and listening to that intuition and allowing it to expand. I love that. And I, I so relate to that, especially in the last year as I've made so many business decisions that based on downloads, when everyone around me is saying, you can't do that, right? That doesn't make sense. It won't work out. And it's only worked out for the best. And I totally agree. It's like, sometimes we're just in our own way, but I'm curious, like going back to when you were younger and you were saying this part of you is creeping in, how did that show up? Um, I was, so when I was very young, I write about this in my book. I talk very candidly about this experience because I think it's important for people to understand um, in my book, The Soul Frequency. But when I was very, very young, I actually was born with two spirit guides. And so until I was about five or six, I like saw them as if they were human in our household. And it was kind of funny because my parents, you know, entertained this idea. But I remember what they looked like. I remember what they said to me. Like, I mean, it was a very powerful experience for me. And at a certain point, I was like, wait, no one else is seeing them and no one else is having these experiences. So I had had these experiences and for much of my life, shut them down. Like, because it just felt like there was no one in my world, except for my grandmother was a little bit like super spiritual, like love the crystals. She and I really connected. Um, but other than that, and she would tell my parents back off, you know, <laughs> she, she might be seeing other dimensions. Um, but, but for a lot of what I was receiving from my environment was this isn't normal. Mm-hmm. And so I had a lot of programming about what I was experiencing. And so as this started to kind of come back online, which ironically, it all started when I had my son, the, with the birth of my son is really, um, and this has happened for many people, like a birth of a child, like an energy in your body that's not your own kind of awakening aspects of yourself. And so when I was pregnant with him, I was just having these extraordinary experiences. I got called to Sedona. I'm, and it's funny, I actually went to college in Arizona, but I had never been to Sedona. And then I got pregnant and I was like, I have to go. And my husband's like, okay. So I went there twice within like a three month period of time. And um, when I was pregnant and the practitioners at the resort, the resort's called Miyamo. It's absolutely beautiful. It's in Boynton Canyon. I highly recommend it. Um, But when we were staying there, the practitioners started coming and talking about my unborn child to me. They're like, do you have any idea who this child is? And it was such an interesting experience. Like I feel... Um, so blessed for that time. But, but all of this was starting to just awaken this aspect of myself that I had shut down so long ago. And so I really credit my son and the experience of having him with kind of redirecting my life in such a big way and waking me back up to who I really was and why I was here. And that was my experience is like, I really felt like for a lot of my life, I was like, what is life? I'm kind of bouncing around here. I'm kind of you know, just feeling like, again, not connected to my body, not connected to this human experience, like entirely. And when I got pregnant with my son and I went to Zedona and all this started coming back online, it was like someone flicked a switch on and I profoundly knew like why I chose to be here in this lifetime and what I was supposed to do. So it was like an immediate remembering. That's all I can say to describe it. It was like remembering why I came remembering why I'm here, remembering how to, how to connect in a different way. Um, and it became like, you know, there's always fear, I think, present when we are exploring different aspects of ourselves or 
you know, starting to listen to our intuition or if we, you know, for some people, they see visions of things or they hear things or when all of that's beginning, it's like you still have your egoic mind and your egoic mind is like, what? Am I crazy? Like, this is nuts, right? And it's funny because I sit with, you know, even those of us that have done it for a long time, it's like, you still have that part of you that's like, really? Like, really? And then time and time again, you know, the universe or your higher self shows you, yep, this is right. This is right. Or when I would be in session and say things to people and I'm thinking, like Sean is thinking, are they going to get this? Like, what am I saying to them? That's, you know what I mean? Are they going to understand this? And then the person starts crying and they're like, I needed to hear just that. Or you, this is what my grandpa used to tell me, or this is what, you know, this is, it's meaningful to them. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you go, oh, okay. So it's a process of trusting, right. The unfoldment in your reality of these new aspects of being. And I truly believe that this is you know, these are parts of ourselves that have just lied dormant, right? Mm -hmm. This is just parts of ourselves that we're waiting for the energy on this planet to get to a point where we could wake up to it and start to experiencing it, experience it. And like things like listening to podcasts, like your show. I mean, these are the vehicles that have us start thinking in new ways and have us start realizing like, oh, that's interesting to me. Maybe I should look a little more in that direction. Yeah. Yes. I'm so lit up right now. I I loved everything you just said. I have 5 million questions, but first of all, have you communicated with those spirit guides that you talked to when you were younger since? No, not the same, not the same spirit guides. No. Like, and it's, it's very interesting, like, because, but I also feel like what I've come to be shown is that they were, so I've had memories of that. I actually resisted. I signed up to be born into this lifetime and then I didn't want to at the last minute. Mm -hmm. And so that they were here to come and kind of comfort me because I really came into, um, you know, sometimes we're born into our soul family, like meaning our parents are part of our soul family. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we're not, meaning this is the concept of people feeling like the black sheep of their family or feeling like I love my family, but they totally don't get me they might not be your soul family. They might be your human blood related, you know, family, but they might not be your soul family. And so I think there's a really powerful transformation that happens for people when we start to connect with our soul family. There's a soul recognition, like a multiple lifetime, you know, we've been together on this journey recognition. And sometimes when we're growing up as kids, like in my experience, like I wasn't born to my soul family. So when I would look around, I just always felt really different. Mm-hmm. And felt misunderstood a lot of times. And, and of course, like in your teen years, you're angsty and it's like, why don't people get me, you know? But, but really in truth, like if we're not around our soul family, they're, not, they're probably not meant to get you, right? They're at a different energy frequency than you. And the most important thing that we can do as beings is start going out and creating our soul family and connecting with people that feel resonant to where we're at in our life. Because those are the people that are going to affirm who you are. They're going to be able to look you in the eye and be like, I get it, right? And they might, I mean, sometimes with soul family, you might know them for like a month or two and just feel like I've known this person my whole life. Mm-hmm. Like this person gets it, right? So it doesn't, it's not length of, of human years that we've known somebody. Um, and there's more of these connections being made if we allow ourselves outside our circle to really start connecting with people. And certainly, 
you know, conscious communities, whether it's online or in person, are a great place to just kind of go and feel out people's energy and see who you connect with. But my understanding with my um, two guides that that brought me here was that they had fulfilled their what their job was, right? Which was to acclimate me into this experience that I had decided I really didn't want to to come to, right? Or do, mm-hmm. because I think I knew, you know, somewhat that there was like a tougher road ahead, like that I had not signed up for, you know, a life that was going to feel super placid and easy. Like, like some people just really, you know, everybody has different lifetimes that have different lessons. And some people tend to like, incarnate into a very like simple lifetime sometimes like where not like they don't have things that happen but but it life kind of stays on the same plane like the same energy right and mm-hmm. they never really question it they're not ch- making rapid changes they're not really looking outside the energy system that they were born into um and then there are people that are born and their whole kind of purpose is to push the limits of like understanding who they are and so they call themselves up to, on a soul level, some really big, tough lessons um, because the soul really wants to spread its wings in this lifetime and learn a lot of soul lessons. And so even some of the things we think are the most tragic things at the very highest level are soul lessons that your soul came here to learn. And so, you know, some people are really stepping out. And in a lot of ways, I've lived that kind of life. And so I think when I came, I... (laughs) needed a little bit of support on, you know, integrating into this timeline and into this reality. Um, And once I had integrated enough to say, okay, I'm good, I'm six, and I just want to play with Barbies and be like everybody else, like, you know, they kind of went on. So it's really interesting you share that story because I've been trying to piece some of this together for myself in my own life. And I like have memories of my spirit guides when I was really young, but I don't really remember what they said to me or when exactly that got turned off. But I remember like being in my, my bedroom with them uh, for a while when I was younger. And then very much relating to that feeling of what you were saying, where just moving through life. I mean, for the first 20 years of my life being so depressed and having such bad anxiety and just feeling like literally no one here gets me. Like, I just feel like I'm not supposed to be here on this planet. And then it wasn't until um, a couple of years ago, I saw this healer and he was just, he was like, you know, I know you feel like I had just sat down. He goes, I know you feel like you're not supposed to be here. And it's because like, you're not like, you aren't really from this place. And like, when he first, when he said that, I just started crying because I, I had never felt so understood in my life. Right. And I feel like that relates a little back to what you were saying. And then as I started sharing these pieces of myself, that is how I attracted in like my soul family and people who really did understand and like made me feel like, okay, I relate, like you helped me raise my frequency, all of that. Um, And then along the way, like walking that line between being afraid of opening up with your intuition, but also wanting it. Right. And I'm curious, like when you're working with people besides, I know you mentioned before, like giving a birth can really help awaken you. If people want to get more tapped in, how can they do that? Well, I always say that frequency is contagious, like in a good way and in a negative way. So we really, we exchange energy with anything that we are around. We can't help it. And so what you put yourself around, you start to integrate and align with. 
So one of the things like in my practice, when I work with people one-on-one, I also have a small group program called the Soul Frequency Experience. What I'm doing um, in both of those instances is I'm basically, because I have a very strong energy, I'm basically aligning that person's energy with mine and I'm lifting it to another frequency. And so I'm shifting perceptions that that person sometimes doesn't even know that they have that are holding them in a certain frequency bandwidth. And um, it's kind of like if you were to, you know, if a big bird was to say, come sit on my wing, I'll fly you around. And then you got to experience flight for the first time sitting on the wing of a bird. And then the, you know, eventually the bird's like, let me teach you how to do this. Let me teach you how to flap your wings um, and be able to fly. Like once you can feel the experience of flight, then you have a reference point for it. And so what we do through the process of working with people is help them anchor in a new frequency. So I take them there and then I basically show them around that energy, right? Like this is what manifests here. This is what this feels like. This is what this looks like. This is what this tastes like. Like we start to really get inside of it. And then we start to take action steps in alignment with that energy. So I give them, you know, things to start doing that are in alignment with that frequency. And as time goes on, they start to solidify that energy for themselves. And so then at a certain point, I'm able to kind of feel when they have locked it in themselves. And then at that point, I can kind of back my energy out little by little um, and they can still hold that alignment. And so I think the important thing for people to realize about like, again, I call it a technology, is that the way that we try to change in life, whether it's changing the way we eat, the way we live, the type of people we date, like anything, right? Anything. We approach it as like, I'm going to willpower this or I'm going to try really hard. And we are basically staying in the same energy frequency we've always been in and trying to create outcomes that don't belong there. Mm. It's hard right? And we, and this is why we have the concept of, I can do it really good for a week or two, and then I fall off track. Because what we're doing, we can't hold that energy, meaning like, let's say you're living in a frequency where a healthy relationship isn't possible. Well, you might start dating someone, it might be cool for a week or two, and then it just goes weird, right? Or it falls apart. And you're like, what happened? I don't know what happened. It falls apart because there's no resonance for it right? You can't hold it in that alignment. So basically like the way we approach behavioral change across the board um, just leaves people frustrated. It leaves people feeling like they don't have willpower or there's something wrong with them. And And that's the thing that really makes my heart sad because, you know, it's really trying something that from a quantum mechanics standpoint is impossible. Mm -hmm. And so of course we're going to get disillusioned with that. When really, if you can shift your energy and someone teaches you how to do this to another level, you go where that thing already exists. Like I go to a frequency where healthy relationships just are. Like that's where they exist. That's how they happen. And then guess what? Different men, women, whatever, start stepping into your life. And it's like, oh, this is easy, right? Because you are supported energetically, like universally by a different energy. And so that's one of the biggest things I wish to, to gift people is if they've ever felt frustrated by, I've been trying to change this or that in my life and it feels so hard, this piece of the puzzle about shifting your energy is so important to making, to realizing in our conscious mind, it's not hard. It's only hard when we're trying to do something that 
that science, quantum science tells us is really impossible. Yeah. Well, and it just, it goes against everything that society tells us, right? Like I think that we've been so cultured to feel like life should be hard and like working should be hard and like relationships are hard and you just have to fight through it and work with it because people haven't experienced alignment. And I feel like you don't really understand what that is until you feel it. Right. And I think that's why it's so hard for people to wrap their heads around because I mean, I talk to so many people about this. They, they really have this belief that, you know, if I'm, if things aren't hard, I'm not working hard enough. Exactly. It is. And it's, and that's a belief that, that I basically unplug Mm -hmm. from people because it's a belief that will have you causing problems where there isn't any, um, and making it hard when it doesn't need to be. And that, and what that does when something's hard, we're putting a lot of energy into it, right? So when I talk about life force energy, when we are working on something really hard and there's nothing wrong with hard work, there's times where we just need to work hard on something, right? If we're creating a project or something, But if we're constantly working hard and not having things come to fruition, we're burning our life force energy, right? And that life force energy is your creativity, right? It is how you stay healthy and well. And so we really have to understand like how we're utilizing our life force energy in our life and really learn how, like some some particular skills around how to not burn ourselves out, right? So when sometimes when people are feeling depressed or anxious or tired or all of these things, sometimes when I look in their energy system, it's like they are spinning energy like crazy. I'm like, no wonder you're not feeling good, right? Like you're just, you've got energy leaking out everywhere. Sometimes we have connections to other people and they're just sucking energy off of us. Like there's just a number of ways that we can become so depleted, right? And and these are the things where, you know, typically if we're just looking at the physical level, it might be like, oh, I need to take more supplements or I need to do this. And it's like, I'm all about supplements. But if you have your energy tied to, you know, 15 different people that are sucking your energy and you're not, you have no boundaries in place about how you expend your life force energy, a supplement is not going to fix that. Like you have to learn about your energy system. And so I think you know, it's understanding the importance of this holistic perspective. Like, yes, our body probably needs some supplementation, but what does our energy system need? And more importantly, what does our emotional plane need? Because that one is ignored more than any of the others. If you haven't tried out Four Sigmatic Mushroom Elixirs yet, then you are seriously missing out. I'm sure you've heard by now that there's an entire kingdom of mushrooms out there far beyond the portobello, with so many different health benefits. These functional mushrooms have been used for centuries for immunity, energy, longevity, cognition, and more. When you get some of these functional mushrooms on their own though, they can kind of just taste like dirt and not very good, which is why I love Four Sigmatic because they make drinking mushrooms and superfoods delicious and easy to do. They offer mushroom coffees, mushroom superfood blends, and mushroom elixirs, and they sell tins for at-home use and single-serve packets, which are super convenient for on-the-go. All you have to do is blend the product into a cup of hot water or nut milk and just mix them in. You can also mix them into smoothies and shakes, or even just sprinkle them on top of your food. They use the highest quality ingredients, only wild-crafted or law-grown and certified organic mushrooms, and the products are tested for pesticides, heavy metals, irradiation, mycotoxins, and other factors. Four Sigmatic has so many options, and I drink probably at least three of these a day, to be honest. I like to start my morning off either with their matcha latte mix, their chai latte mix with turkey tail, 
their mushroom coffee or the cordyceps. I love their coffee because it does not give me the jitters. There's only 50 milligrams of caffeine per serving and it's mixed with other functional mushrooms like cordyceps and chaga or lion's mane and chaga. But on days when I don't want any caffeine, then I can go for their chai latte mix, which is actually caffeine free and has turkey tail in it, which is great for the gut or the cordyceps, which gives you natural energy. This is especially helpful for athletes. If I have a day where I really need to think hard, then I usually make a lion's mane latte. I just mix their lion's mane mushroom elixir with nut milk. This is great for supporting memory and concentration. And I often rotate in my chaga because it is amazing for immune support. And you know, I always end my evening with a cup of the reishi mushroom elixir mix, which is incredible for supporting stress levels and helping you sleep. I love this a couple hours before bed, or I'll drink some of their mushroom hot cacao mix, which has reishi mixed in. I have been drinking Four Sigmatic Elixirs for years and cannot imagine my life without them. There's a noticeable difference and the benefits really just add up over time. So I definitely recommend checking them out. And I just want to say, if you're looking for a clean protein powder, check out the Four Sigmatic Protein Powder because it is great. So if you want to stock up on Four Sigmatic products, just head on over to foursigmatic.com slash CRW and use my discount code CRW for 15% off. Again, that's foursigmatic.com, F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com and use my code CRW for 15% off. And the next time you make a little Four Sig latte, post it to your Instagram stories and tag me so I can see what you're making. I want to take it back for a second and give some people like a tangible example. Cause when you're talking about, you know, you're working really hard, you're putting all this energy into something and it's just not going to work because you're not at the right frequency. So like, maybe let's use the relationship example. Like maybe it started off so great and then it's not doing well anymore. Um, you met this amazing person, you think they're the person and then something falls off and you're saying how maybe that's because like it can't hold in that frequency. So what, what can somebody do to fix that? Um, it's being around somebody who is going to shift your energy. So there are people, you know, certainly myself, like you, like there's people that just in being in their presence, your energy will shift. Right. So Mm -hmm. I'm a big proponent of, um, like women's circles or circles of people that come together for healing purposes, as Mm -hmm. long as you feel in alignment with that. So whether that's an online circle or whether that's an in-person circle, um, people that understand the exchange of energy and how to shift somebody's energy is really important. So getting around people that have good energy and managing your boundaries with people that don't. And it's tricky because a lot of times when I look into somebody's energetic system, some of the people that are closest to them in their life are are negative energy for them, you know, in one way or another. And so we don't have to just kick them out of our life altogether in a day but we might want to manage the amount of time that we are around certain people and giving yourself space from their energy. So if you've got a colleague or a parent or a friend who, when you're with them, you are constantly feel like you're either having to protect yourself or you feel like, ugh, this is a downer or this is negative, then you want to love them, right? With love, you want to also, like, because you understand energy now, like, minimize the amount of time you spend in that type of energy. And by like, 
I always give people, I think this is one of the best tools. Like let's say you're on the phone with a friend or a family member and I'm sure everybody has a friend or family member like this who is just, you get on the phone with them and they're just constantly like, oh, my life is horrible or this is horrible or they're complaining about their boyfriend or their husband or, you know, or their friend. And it's just like constant. It's like a repeating record, right? Of the same problems over and over again that you've heard, you know, a hundred times. And you have to realize that that takes your energy, right? When you're on the phone with someone who's doing that, or if you've ever done that, that's a big energy drain. And so what you want to do is you want to break that pattern, right? You just want to pattern interrupt that. So if you're on the phone with somebody, it's totally okay to say when they start in on the pattern, because you've heard it before to go, oh my gosh, you know what? I got to go. Let me call you back a little bit later. Because what you're doing in that moment is helping them break an unconscious pattern. Mm -hmm. And you're also breaking the energy for yourself. And you're not saying what, what a lot of people do is they go, stop talking about this. Oh my gosh. Like why, you know what I mean? You keep complaining and, and they hit it head on, right? Like, like I'm going to tell you, you shouldn't feel this way. And really what you want to do is just gently get off the phone as easily as you can. And that unconsciously is going to help them start moving out of that patterning. And it's going to help you get away from that energy. And then you can call them back maybe a couple hours later and you might feel like the energy shifted a little bit. Like maybe they don't start in again because unconsciously they know that that didn't really work for them earlier in the day. Um, or you can take a day maybe and call them back the next day. But these are simple tools that we can start doing to start shifting the energy and saying, you know what, I don't want to take in two hours of somebody else's complaints because that doesn't help my life force energy. Yes. And I really love the way you frame that as you're helping them break the pattern too, because I think a lot of people struggle with boundaries because they feel guilty. You know, they will say, I don't want to let that person down. They need me. I need to be a good friend, but you're really not serving the other person when you are allowing them to stay in that pattern. Exactly. And this is, and I'm all about like, you want to bypass the human brain or our defense system or our ego. So when we hit things head on and say, you shouldn't be talking about this, you always complain, every time that person's going to become defensive because that's what the ego does is defend. And so by finding these tools and learning these tools where you can break, help them break the unconscious pattern without them even consciously knowing what you're doing, then you're bypassing the egoic mind and you're just going right to the source of the energy, which is where the pattern exists. And that's what's really powerful. And you're not having, you know, nobody wants to get in an argument or, or, you know, deal with defensiveness. Like we all just basically, that's why we don't have boundaries, right? A lot of times it's because we feel like, oh, if I put up a boundary, this person's going to be upset with me or we're going to get into an argument. And so the trick is to understand that boundaries don't have to be very in your face, right? It's just, you need to be clear on your boundaries. And then there's a lot of tools about how you can have boundaries without needing to confront somebody. And I actually um, have, after coaching so many people, I created something called the alignment conversation, which is a way to communicate with the people in your life um, about changes you want to make or about things you want to do differently that we generally as a population are very afraid to do, especially mm -hmm. with the people we love the most. And so I created a blueprint. I started coaching on this and teaching it in my one-on-one -on -one sessions, but I created just a simple seven-step blueprint, which is like how to come to these conversations where you don't just get defensiveness and you don't just get shut down. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can get that at the soul, S-O-U-L, frequency.com forward slash alignment. And I also do like a free 20-minute training video. It's all free. Um, just to kind of walk you through having a powerful conversation. Because one of the things that keeps us from shifting our energy is we're afraid to have powerful conversations with people. We're afraid about what people are going to think about us or that they are going to not love us anymore or accept us anymore if we want to do something different or if we want to change. And yet the best thing that we can do for ourselves to change our energy or to step into our purpose or to step into like the growth that we are feeling needs to happen is to be able to talk about it in a way that doesn't threaten other people and to be able to get people on board and have them understand, you know, the way that you're evolving and and what you are wanting to do in life. Yeah, that is super helpful. And I think that's something that a lot of people, especially when they're starting off on more of a spiritual journey or just raising their frequency, they, they struggle with because there might be people who, I think there are people that we know are energy vampires and not good for us, but we, you know, so we need to draw boundaries there, but there might be people who, are great friends, but they're not on that same journey with you necessarily. And I see this with relationships a lot, whether that be romantic or friendships, where you start off being really on the same page. And then one person starts to just kind of like go on this more spiritual path and raise their vibration. And the other person is just still in the same place. And there can be a lot of friction in those situations because that person like wants them to be on that journey with them, but you also can't force someone to get there. Exactly. I talk about, I call this the frequency gap and I talk about it in detail because it's a really important thing to know. Um, in the fourth section of my book under a line, I talk about frequency gap issues, which is when you're starting to change your energy and, and a loved one is not right. And the things, the unconscious things that the loved one will do to try to lessen the gap because we are naturally uncomfortable with people that don't resonate at a similar frequency. We were not attracted to people that don't resonate at a similar frequency. We actually feel repelled by that. So if you start to change your energy and the people in your life aren't, they're going to do a myriad of interesting little things to try to get you to come back into an energy where they feel comfortable with you. And the main thing we have to know about this is what's at work here. Like, how does this work and what's happening? Because if we're aware of the frequency gap issues, then we will have a much different way of handling them than if we're not. If we're not, we're blindsided by them and we quickly do whatever our loved one wants us to do mm-hmm. because it makes us feel uncomfortable that they feel uncomfortable. And so, awareness, like all day long, awareness is key in being able to evolve our lives. And communication is the second key in being able, like how you communicate somebody, something that you want about something to somebody has everything to do with whether that person can get their head around it and come on the journey with you. And we are never taught this. It makes me absolutely nuts that we don't teach this kind of stuff because in, you know, for years I've been in business And for years, I would negotiate large contracts and I had great success. And the only reason I had great success is because I know how to communicate with people, Mm -hmm. right? How to bring people together, how to have people see a commonality, right? Like a win-win situation. And this has everything to do with how we evolve or don't evolve our lives is how we communicate with people. That is very true. It's such an art. Like you you have to meet people where they're at, right? Otherwise, they're just not going to understand. and 
I'm curious when you said, you know, maybe our loved ones can be doing certain things uh, to, you know, keep us closer to where they're at. What are some of those things that they might be doing? Yeah. So sometimes they try to uh, do something that like kind of cuts you off at the knees. So um, one of the examples, like, let's say people are very familiar with this when they start eating differently or, you know, saying, I'm going to be on this health journey. So if you're living with somebody that isn't quite enrolled in that, Mm-hmm. And you start eating better and they start feeling your energy feel better. Like you start being happier and you start shining brighter. That makes them afraid at a core level that you're going to leave them, mm-hmm. right? That, that you're not going to see them as great anymore. Um, so it triggers a fear in them. And so they'll do something like making fun of it. Like, oh, are you eating that yucky kale again? That stuff is horrible. Oh, it smells gross, right? <laughs> when you're making it. So just little snide remarks, right? And we have to realize like people get really hurt by these things and it's understandable, right? It's not kind, but we have to understand where it's coming from. It's just coming from that person's fear. So when someone says something like that, we just have to kind of smile to ourselves and be like, oh, they're feeling the frequency gap, right? Mm -hmm. Which is why they're saying this. They want me to stop, right? Taking care of myself because it's feeling threatening to them. And this is where like, when you start hearing things like this or people say, like they'll try to, like, let's say you, you're eating really well and you're taking care of yourself and they'll say, oh, let's go to, you know, let's go to Claim Jumper and let's get our favorite like chocolate sundae. Remember how we used to do that every Friday? And they're just wanting yeah. to like tempt you into behaviors that made them feel close to you, right? Like mm-hmm. sharing this chocolate sundae made you guys bond together and it pulls on your heartstrings because you're like, yeah, those were such good memories. Like that was so fun. And oh, am I going to say no? Like, it's kind of like saying no to somebody's love, right? No, sorry, not going to go share that with you. And so especially for women, like women, we, it's in our DNA to like, want to make other people comfortable. Like, even if it makes us uncomfortable, we want to make other people comfortable, right? So, so we are very, we fall prey to a lot of those behaviors from other women and men. Um, just basically feeling like, oh, they're feeling bad by something I'm doing. I need to make them feel better. And we will give up ourselves in a hot minute to make someone else feel better. And so again, awareness of understanding, like, why is this person saying this to me? Because again, like, let's say, I'll give you an example. Let's say, you know, my husband was like, aren't we going to go have the Sunday like we used to on Friday and la la la, it was so fun. And, and I would say, and I would say to myself, oh, he's feeling like, threatened by what I'm doing, right? Or he's feeling like unloved. And I'd be like, babe, let's create a new, you know, thing that we do on Friday night. What if we go and do X, Y, and Z? We so fun. Cause really what he's looking for is connection. Like Mm -hmm. let's connect. So if I'm aware enough to see why he's saying this to me, right? Because I understand energy and I understand frequency gaps, then I can suggest something new that provides connection that doesn't need to be a Sunday if my goal is to not, you know, eat ice cream and chocolate right now. Yeah. So, so it's basically, this is where I say the communication piece is so critical because if we know how people work, right, how other human beings operate, then we can fill it with something that's positive and feels good, right? So the person, if I suggest doing something else and he's like, okay, yeah, that'll be a fun date night, then he's getting his needs met and I'm getting my health needs met. And that's the win-win situation. Yes. Yes. I love that. Uh, and I want to tie this back into manifestation, right? Yeah. So how is your frequency related to manifestation? It's everything to manifestation. So two things that about manifestation is that one, it happens on the emotional plane. So 
we are socialized from a very young age to not feel our emotions for many reasons. Like kids are, you know, kids will be told, don't cry, don't carry on here. You know, you, you can't feel this emotion here. Don't be angry. Don't be this. Don't be that. And so we learn to curtail our emotional self and emotions or energy. So we end up storing a lot of emotions in our body, which can cause physical manifestations. It can cause um, anxiety. It can cause, you know, manifestations of depressive feelings. It can cause a lot of stuff um, that we just say is who we are. Like, I'm just a depressed person. I'm just an anxious person. Um, I sometimes do live retreats where I move energy, emotional energy out of people's bodies and their life changes instantaneously. So when we start to purge some of that energy out of our body, we actually have the emotions to fuel manifestation. So when we want to manifest something, we need to utilize that emotional plane. And if we have cut off our emotions, if we cut off the negative ones, we've also cut off the positive ones and we cut off our ability to manifest. So one of the places I would look if you feel like manifestation is not easy for you or it feels challenging or you're just learning about it is um, looking at some of your past pain and have you been able to fully emote that past pain. There's a lot of learning that happens from that. And raising our frequency is more a subtraction equation than it is an addition equation. So we, we, we need to look at what we need to release, right? That's holding our frequency in a lower spectrum. Um, we are naturally high frequency beings, right? It's not something we have to try to attain. It's more, what is it in my life that I've shut down within myself that is causing me to not be able to manifest like I want to? So that emotional plane is super, super important. And then as far as the frequency bandwidth you're living at, as you start to clear past emotional pain, your body is going to become stronger. Um, you're going to feel safer once you learn to feel safe in your emotions and know that you can move through anything, which then gives you a lot more confidence, right? We tend to not have confidence in life because we're afraid. What if this happens? What if that happens? I won't be able to take it. I won't be able to move through it. So once we learn that we just can move through anything really in life, then we start to become more courageous and our frequency rises. And as our frequency heads to a different possibility cloud, other things become not only possible, but probable. Mm -hmm. So um, things, you know, could seem like you might say, well, I want to, you know, like date a movie star or whatever. And, and you might be thinking like, well, that I don't really have access to that person or I would have no idea how to meet them. I don't travel in the same circles. And, um, and there is also a world where you would move into an energy system where you do, and it would be easy to connect with that person. And so just understanding the difference between certain manifestations feeling very far away, meaning I wouldn't even know where to start with this or how to get around the people that would teach me this or how to meet the right people to, I can actually draw that much closer to me where I might know a lot of people that know that celebrity, right? Mm -hmm. Or I might be able to just literally pick up a phone and start a business or pick up the phone and, you know, create something in a heartbeat. So we really want to keep allowing our energy to expand to the point where these things become probabilities and not just possibilities. And so there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of work to be done like in our own personal life before we can manifest like let's say career wise or 
manifest, um, even relationship wise. So I always say we start with ourselves and we look at the things that are holding us, kind of holding us in this old alignment or an alignment that doesn't really breed a lot of happy feelings and thoughts. And we start there and then we work out from there and you can kind of move into career that might be outside of you, move into other relationships with other people. Yeah. So what do you think of the, like the traditional classic law of attraction? I think it's great. I mean, I think I I, I have a little bit of a different, you know, perspective just because everybody's gift is different or the Mm -hmm. way that they work. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it does work and I think it does manifest. I think there's anything that is not taking you on a deep emotional release journey um, is missing a piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Um, so the way like, so when I look into somebody's energetic system, like I'm basically shown the events of their life and the emotions that are still trapped in their body and the way they see themselves and the beliefs they created in reaction to those events. Mm-hmm. So when I look at all of that, I'm also looking at what they're telling me in, in at today, like in session, the things they want to change or the things they want to manifest. And then I'm going through, it's like looking inside a computer and saying, okay, what belief set flies in the face of that? Like what programming do they have? Have they created throughout their life? that is not in alignment with what they say they want, yeah. right? And I'm also looking to say, is what they say they want in truth of their soul self? Because sometimes we think we want certain things, but it's our ego that wants it, mm-hmm. not our soul self, right? So we really, we have the most powerful manifestation when it's really a soul call or a soul mission or our soul self that wants something and it's fully in truth and in alignment with who you are. And then we can look at the belief sets and the patterns that are standing in the way of that, right? That are keeping you in a lower frequency bandwidth. And then I just start to disconnect those little by little. And it's, it feels like miracles, like people use the word miracle all the time. So they're like, it is a miracle, like this person walked into my life, or it is a miracle that this happened like three days after you did this. It's beautiful. I love miracles. I think we live in the land of little miracles, but it's it's also just the way that it is, right? Like yeah. if we understand how we can shift energy, like these things that we call miracles are what we live with all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's such an important point though because that's where I, I struggle with people that will say, you know, I use the law of attraction and I'm not getting this. I'm thinking positively. I'm surrounding myself with positive people, but I just think that if you're not going and working through those underlying layers, you can't just smile, smile your way to manifesting everything, you know? No, No, you're not going to roll over the top of like, that's the whole thing. What I'm saying about the emotional plane is you can have all the techniques in the world, but if you are, if you're not looking at the part of the iceberg that's underneath the water, Mm -hmm. then it's only going to be short lived. Right. And it's not going to be the full impact that you can have. So I don't think, you know, there's a lot of great tools out there. They're just incomplete. Yeah. And that's what drives me. Like for me in my practice, like people are always surprised at the level of depth and at the many areas of their life that are touched simultaneously. But I can't, like, I don't see it as separate. So like if someone comes and they want to talk about relationship because that's what's 
primary on their mind, that's awesome. But we're going to, that's, that conversation is going to lead to every aspect of your life. Like there's no way it can't because your frequency affects everything that's going on in your life. And so, you know, we can try to be thinking positively in one area of our life, but if there's all this part of the iceberg that's underneath the ocean and we're not looking at it, it's never going away. Mm -hmm. And it's always going to be there, right? And you're always going to be trying to roll over the top of it. And I think this is the difference between the personal development work that's available now versus let's say decades ago, right? And it's not just the power of the positive mind, right? That really moves things. It's really powerful experiences and, and many times emotional releases and energetic connections and understandings of ourself that maybe we couldn't see before that really shift our perception and what's possible in our life. And, you know, I think it's some of the scariest, the stuff that feels the stickiest or the scariest. Um, once you realize that it's really not as scary as your ego wants you to believe, and it's not as sticky as your ego wants you to believe, you become unstoppable because mm-hmm. if you're willing to look in the areas that a lot of people won't and you realize, look, I can look over here and I'm not going to die and I'm actually going to feel better after I do this, then you're not afraid of anything. You're yeah. not afraid of yourself. And when you're not afraid of yourself, you can manifest a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think this is so important for people to hear. A lot of people listening to this have some type of health related symptom. And I wanted to ask you, you know, like when you were kind of transitioning your business, going from more of like a traditional model of helping people with their health to incorporating this, like, what did that look like in your practice? Like, how do you use these techniques to help people with their physical health? It changed everything. I mean, all of the, I'm pretty clear, like at this juncture that, and I also have my own story of this, like that healing on the physical level is really happens by healing your emotion, your mental, your spiritual energetic level. Mm-hmm. Like that the physical is just the last place that the energy obstruction occurs, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's floating up for many years through our energy system, through our mind, through our emotions. And then finally it pops out at the physical level. So if we have like chronic pain or diagnosable illness, like that energy disturbance in your body has been going on for a long time. Yeah. Before it got to where it got to. And it gets to the physical because we won't pay attention to it anywhere else. Right. Mm-hmm. Until somebody has like a physical pain in their body or gets diagnosed with something or can't live their life the way they want to because of something going on physically, like we just don't pay attention to the emotional stuff. We don't pay attention. We can easily bypass all of that. Right. And just say, I'm not going to yeah. deal with that. <laughs> and then eventually it moves up to this physical manifestation. And then we go, oh, right? We can't run from it any longer. It's here. And so to heal some of that stuff, like I talk about on my podcast, The Soul Frequency Show, I talk about, I did a two-part series called The Broken Body, part one and part two. And I talk about my own healing journey when I started to really tap into high frequency energy. I developed like a, a really bad neck problem. And a lot of energy was going between my head and my heart. And I was learning to manage like how energy flows through my body when I bring in like high frequency energy. And I had gone through a big transformation in my life that was very emotional. And so the neck thing started on the tail end of these emotions. And 
I really feel like I was being shown healing firsthand by going through this experience. But I talk about like, you know, I certainly, I went to get an MRI. I went to regular doctors. I mean, I was like looking at it from every single angle possible. Um, They told me like, you know, there was nothing I could probably do about it. Like they, you know, I guess the surgery would be having to, you know, have neck surgery and get some sort of, you know, splint thing put in between your vertebrae. I was like, I'm not going to do that. And so it took me on a whole journey and I healed it on the energetic plane. And I talk about um, how I did that. And I don't feel like, I don't propose that that's the right answer for everybody. Um, I'm all about Western medicine when we need it. And um, and all the different medical, you know, ways that we can approach things. But for me, I knew that it was, I knew that it began on the emotional plane and I knew that I needed to take a journey and that it was here to teach me something. And so I really did. And I share about it because it took some time. I mean, it would have probably been a lot faster had I just gone and got surgery, but also that surgery might not have gone well. Right. And I could have had other issues from that surgery. And so I chose to take the journey with it and, um, you know, I'm back dancing. I grew up as a dancer, so mm-hmm. I'm back doing that and working out. But there were many times I talk about the natural therapies that I did as well to support the physical, but I went through some really powerful emotional healing that needed to, that energy needed to be released. It was stuck in my neck and um, it was literally a pain in my neck, right? I had had a lot of stuff go on in my life and it was a pain in my neck. And I needed to move that. And so, you know, I share my story just as as a concept, because I think sometimes when we are looking at healing our body, it seems so scary, like especially if we're making choices that not everybody else makes, right? Like we're making alternative choices. It's like, oh, am I making the right choices? And is this going to work? And we have all these questions. And so I just kind of shared it as like, my own experience of going on the journey. And I questioned too, right? Like I was like, wow, am I ever going to like, you know, have this heal? And I'll tell you that the journey had me meet some of the most incredible people, had me realize some of the most incredible techniques. I mean, if we really dove into everything in our life as an opportunity to learn and grow, Mm -hmm. like even the most painful things can take us on the most beautiful journeys. And really my experience with healing that was, does feel like a miracle and was an incredible journey. Mm, That's so beautiful. So, so let's say someone's listening to this and they're just like, this makes so much sense. I need to do this work. I've had this chronic health issue. I know something is underlying that's emotional. Like what's something that they can start to do to start healing that? Um, you know, I think I would start with, if you have like alternative therapies, I mean, there are many alternative therapies. So whatever, you know, I definitely believe in addressing the physical aspect to it. And mm-hmm. I would research, you know, whatever the, the chronic illnesses or the, you know, pain is or whatever they've got going on. I would start diving into information on various different methods, meaning straight Western medicine, you know, Eastern medicine, like different alternative therapies to address the physical aspects and listening to your intuition mm-hmm. on what feels like what feels like the next step what feels most resonant and coupled with that i absolutely believe we need to dive into our emotional self to heal the physical so you know whatever it is that you feel drawn to i certainly do that work um there are many like i said healing circles and things of that nature that people can find you know and 
belong to and join and go like weekly women's circles, women's groups, um, who are diving into some of the emotional stuff. There's some also great therapists who will dive into the emotional stuff. You want to look for somebody that you feel safe with. Mm -hmm. You want to look for somebody that feels resonant to you. Like I feel good with this person and somebody who has skill particularly and not just someone that you're going to tell your story to and they're going to be like, okay, the time's up, you know, (laughs) have a nice day. But somebody who's, who is adept at going there emotionally, meaning like there are times that I was going through emotional healing where I was literally, you know, like rolling around on the ground crying and whoever is supporting you through that needs to not be afraid of that. Right. Mm -hmm. Because that's what healing looks like sometimes. And they need to be able to hold space for that and to be there with you and not, not give you any look or any sensation like what you're going through is not totally normal and healing. Right. Mm -hmm. Because the last thing we want is to be going through something and have someone kind of like going, Hmm, that's interesting. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, you need someone who is really comfortable themselves who have done their own emotional work. And there are a lot of practitioners, unfortunately, who haven't done their own emotional work. So they are going to be uncomfortable with yours. So finding somebody that really knows the space well is going to be really helpful to you. Thank you for that. Amazing tips. And I totally agree. Uh, And the last thing I wanted to talk to you about is money. And people feeling stuck with money because I think this is comes up often. And I'm wondering if you if there are any common blocks you see people having with why they can't manifest in more money. Yeah. So a lot of the money stuff. I mean, there's a lot of money programming. There's especially a lot of money programming for women. Mm-hmm. Um, like meaning people have to be bad people or they have to cheat people to get money. You know, a lot of stuff around the way money is made. And women feeling uncomfortable with that. Like, um, there's also a lot of programming for women about um, just being being uh, driven, right? Like that it's bad to be driven, or it's bad to be passionate about making money, right? Like that somehow that means you're not loving too. So there's a lot of these dichotomies that people believe. And one of the big ones that I think is not talked about very often is women feeling afraid of surpassing somebody else financially in their life. And they're not so much afraid of just the surpassing them. What they're afraid of is not being loved or accepted, or again, making somebody else uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So let's say, you know, a woman is, you know, married or in a relationship with a boyfriend. And let's say the dynamic that they entered that relationship with is where he made more money right? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden she's got an idea and she wants to start a business and and she starts doing well with it. Like, how's that going to change the dynamic? Yeah. Right. In their relationship. And how's he going to feel if all of a sudden she's maybe, you know, making more money or so there's these funny, I mean, it seems funny to talk about this in 2020, right? Like that we are still having these conversations and yet this energy is still ever present. And to go even further with that, like, we're talking about lineage here. So if a woman grew up in a lineage, a female lineage, like her mother, grandmother, great-grandmother, like these women were either undervalued, not, you know, not felt, not made to feel smart or capable, right, of making money, that stuff can pass through the lineage as well. And so some of these things are adopted, right? These belief sets about what's possible for women within my family system. So 
all great healing really starts to look back at our line and our lineage. And, you know, what did our mother believe about herself? What did our grandmother believe about herself and our great grandmother, right? And looking back and seeing like, what are the patterns that have traveled through the family system? Like you'll see a lot of times, um, like if women in someone's family all got married very young, you see that pattern repeat a lot. Like everybody gets married young. Yeah. Or women get married older and everybody gets married older. Like, or the number of children people decide to have oftentimes mimics the family of origin they came from. Like, so there's a lot of imprints that I tell people sometimes when I look into their energy system, like this isn't even yours. This is just something that came through your lineage. And the second I tell them that they can disconnect from that. Right. It's like, oh, I don't have to carry this around anymore. This belief set about what women are around money or success. And, you know, this is really a time for um, women to rise, right? Like women um, in ancient times were very, very powerful. And there was a lot of, there was a lot of threat in that, right? Like because of our ability um, to provide a certain kind of power that, that men didn't have. Um, and there was a lot of like things that are innately spiritually powerful, a lot of times are hidden Mm-hmm. because it's very hard to control and dominate a group of people if they're in their power. Yes. And so for a lot of forces that be to control and dominate, they have to take people out of their power. And the feminine energy is very powerful. I mean, it it creates life, right? So we have to, this is a time on the planet where we have to really think about stepping back into all of our power. Um, and really being able to allow our intuition to create in this three-dimensional reality, whatever wants to come through and to do our individual work to get out of the way of what wants to come through us. Mm, Yes. I love that. And so relevant, like going back to what you were saying about how you would think in 2020, it's an issue in terms of like, oh, how is this going to affect my relationship? But it is very much an issue because I think it's something subconscious with a lot of men um i've i found this very often where a lot of men will say they want a woman who's very ambitious and um successful and independent and then they get faced with her <laughs> and it makes them very uncomfortable yeah exactly it does and i think you know for a long time too women have had to be totally in their masculine like they have had the mindset like i have to be in my masculine totally to produce money or success right and and a lot of women have gone to that place out of woundedness, mm-hmm. right? Like life hasn't been kind to me or men haven't been kind to me or haven't been able to meet the right person. So I'm wounded by that. And I'm going to just forget my feminine. I'm going to jump into my masculine. And I'm going to create like they do, right? And so there was a lot of that as we started to, you know, move through the 80s and the 90s and stuff. You had a lot of like women using masculine energy which there's nothing wrong with using our masculine sides. I'm just saying if we, if we bifurcate completely from our feminine aspect, we are cutting off our power, right? And so it's, it's interesting because there's, there's a lot of changeover in dynamics of what's going on in our culture. And like when I say it's 2020, it's like probably back in 1970, people would say, well, by 2020, they'll have this figured out, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, and yet we are still, you know, we're still in this where we are figuring out how to bring the best of our masculine aspect of self and the best of our feminine aspect of self and how to marry these together within our own individual self. 
to create what we came here to create. And ultimately, to be able to find a partner who's in his best of his masculine and best of his feminine self is going to be a really nice and beautiful match, right? But when we each as men and women are bifurcating parts of ourselves, right? Because society told us to, or that's what our parents did, or, you know, any reason under the sun, then, then there's a lot of like battles with that, right? That go on and a lot of control dynamics and power dynamics that go on in relationship. And, you know, those are the things that really over time erode the love, right? Mm -hmm. And the care. And so one of the biggest gifts I believe that we can give to ourselves and give to the planet and give to a partner is doing our own work so that we balance our own energies within ourselves. And then once again, once you do that, you end up at a frequency where you're going to attract that same thing, someone else who has balanced their own energies within themselves, right? And then it becomes this very, you know, kind of heightened level of like, of connection and consciousness, right? Like both people are at a very conscious place and there's a very conscious connection going on, which leads to an entirely different experience of relationship. Mm, Yes. I love that. That's so beautifully put. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for those tips. I, I have one last question to ask you, which is what, what do you do every day to keep yourself feeling your best energetically? Um, stillness and breath. So I have um, a specific meditation I go through, which the frequencies of the sounds within that are very high resonance. Um, people can actually get the same meditation that I use. I do it to start my day and you can get it at thesoulfrequency.com forward slash mind. And it has specific frequencies that just kind of wake up good energy within our mind body system. So I get silent, like right as I wake up, I go through this, um, process and I breathe to the point where you might feel tingling in your feet. Um, when you are moving a lot of oxygen up into your brain And I also do another 20 minute kind of breath and stillness session at the end of the day. So in the stillness and in the breath is all of the truth of the universe. And in our society, it's challenging sometimes to slow down, but it is one of the biggest things you can do to manifest the next level in your life. So as you start to do it in practice, you'll get more ideas, more intuition that comes to you, but our breath is really a portal. Um, to our higher self. And so making the time to just be still and breathe is probably some of the most impactful work you'll do, even more than all the hard work of creating something else that that manifests. Yes, very true. Perfect. And I will put all of your links in the show notes so everybody can look up that meditation and the other resources you mentioned. But before I let you go, can you just remind everybody where they can find more from you? Yep, they can go to the soul, S O U L, frequency.com. And we have a blog there. You can get the podcast there, which is the Soul Frequency Show. And I'm on Instagram at the Soul Frequency. Amazing. Thank you so much, Shauna, for coming on the show. I had so much fun chatting with you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Huge thank you to Shauna for coming on the podcast. I'm sure you guys love that. She is such an incredible human and connect further with her find her on instagram at the soul frequency and head to her website thesoulfrequency.com don't forget if you want exclusive behind the scenes content 
related to the show and my life, then you definitely want to request to follow my secret Instagram account, Wellness Realness Crew. All you have to do to gain access to that account is DM a screenshot of your iTunes rating and review to that account, Wellness Realness Crew, request to follow. And when I have that DM of your iTunes rating and review, then I can accept your request and you have access to all the juicy beats. You can also connect further with other listeners in our Facebook group, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. Would love to see you there. And don't forget to enter this month's giveaway for a pair of blue blocks. That'll be it for today's show. Thanks again so much for tuning in. Hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I'll chat with you again next time.